0: Welcome to series 6 and episode 5. Today we're finishing off our analysis of the signs of the second coming. The words of Paul in 2 Timothy are quite a contrast to the words of the Gospel writers. When the Gospel writers wrote about the signs of the second coming, they wrote about things like famines and plagues and war, The, the big events in world history as it were. But here in 2 Timothy, Paul is much more personal. He looks at our micro world. He looks at our culture. He looks at the people that we meet, the, the people at work, people in our families, our friends, things that happen on the media. And he's saying, this is how people are going to be. This is their lifestyle. These are their values in the last days. And the list, to be honest, is pretty depressing. It's alarming. As people become more and more self-centred, as everything's about me and mine, things go from bad to worse. It's alarming because, number one, it's just a horrible list. But number two, we see it more and more in our society today, in our world today. And now in this section, around verse five, Paul begins to speak of false teachers. Paul addresses the fact that in those last days, false teachers will go from strength to strength. Hear his words. He says, verse 5 having the form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. If you remember from last time we spoke about these false teachers, they have the form of religion and yet they deny its power. They look right. They've got all the religious trappings. They sound right. What they say is lovely, it's interesting, it's new, it's creative. But in fact, Paul says, they're just mannequins. They're empty shells. They're full of trappings. They're they're full of uh, what looks to be right. But there's nothing inside them. There's nothing of any value there. And Paul says, in the last days, these false teachers will come. And look at their method. He says, "Thou will creep into people's homes, into their lives. They'll gain access into our hearts and our lives in all sorts of different ways. And once they do, they take us captive in very cunning, in very subtle ways. They gain access, he says, into people's homes. They gain access into our lives. But once they get there, once they get into a position of, of power, Paul says, they capture you by spear point." with ferocity aggression you be captive and so he's saying in the last days these false teachers will come and they'll be subtle supple, and, and they'll be crafty and they'll be cunning and they'll grab you and take you captive and then paul says they have a particular target they target the disappointed those who feel as if they're failures people who are confused people who are vulnerable People are having that weak time in their lives. And then Paul says, they're deceived and deceiving. Totally and completely deceived. So in that terrible situation, where the whole situation gets worse and worse and worse, that's the idea of waxing worse. The idea there is it's a a disease that just gets worse and worse and worse. It's incurable. What do we do to inoculate ourselves? to protect ourselves. But Paul tells us in verse 5, we have read it already, he says in verse 5, have nothing to do with such people. The first thing we need to do is to be aware that there are people who will try to lead us astray. They may even think they're doing the right thing, but they will lead us away from the gospel truth. And we need to be aware of that. And Paul says, keep your distance don't have anything to do with them quarantine yourself from them because what they have is dangerous Paul continues with the second thing what else can we do apart from keeping away from the false teachers let's pick it up in verse ten you however Know all about my teaching, my way of life, my purpose, my faith, my patience, my love, my endurance, persecutions and sufferings. The second thing we can do is to follow good teaching and good example. Paul says, you know me. You know what I teach. You know how I've lived. You know my faith. You know how I've suffered and paid the cost for being a Christian remain in the truth not only must we keep away from false teachers we must keep close to good examples to good teachers taking good things rather than bad so the first thing we do is keep away from the bad the second thing we do is we follow the example of the good we know the truth we know those who live the truth We know those who've got great faith. We know those who've paid the price. And then thirdly, Paul continues. Such well-known verses here. Verse 14. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have become convinced of, because you know those from whom you learned it. And how from an infant you have known the holy scriptures. And then verse 16. All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting and training in righteousness. So that all God's people may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. How do we keep away from false teachers? How do we keep away from being deceived? We first of all make a decision to, to keep away secondly we follow good examples. thirdly we follow that which we've been taught historically all through our lives things that have been taught in the church historically throughout the years the biblical truths that have been expounded and taught for generation upon generation we keep to those it's very attractive isn't it to find a new idea or to take a new slant on something Or to to gain a new flavour of something. But these can be dangerous. We have to weigh everything up with Scripture. We have to be very thoughtful in what we believe and how we adopt our Christian faith and how we adopt things into our Christian faith, how we see the Christian faith. And this is what Paul has said to Timothy. You've been taught from a child the truth. You know the truth. Stand in what you know as historical truth. And then finally he says, For all scripture is given by God. Keep in biblical truth. Know the scriptures, value the scriptures, learn the scriptures. Paul says, All scripture, every single word, from the first word to the last, all scripture is God's word. It's God's, God breathed. The word inspiration means exactly that it means breathed out. God breathed out his word. And he continues to breathe out his word to us. The Holy Spirit who inspired the word illuminates it into our hearts. And it equips us. It's useful. It keeps us on the path. It helps us to know the truth. It leads us in the right way. And it makes us equipped and complete to follow God. And so as we look at our world today, As we see so many things happening. So many things in the scriptures that are coming to light. As we see things in the wider world and also in our own social worlds. As these things become more intense. As they become more familiar. As they become more frequent. Let's be ready for what happens next. And so be careful that you don't fall. Interforce teaching. That's what Paul is saying. May God bless you today. Amen.